Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Denise Brown, your host of Your Caregiving Journey, a talk show that helps you as you help family members and friends. It's Friday. It's March 24th. It's 10 a.m. Central Time, and we're live out of Chicago. Thanks so much for joining me today. This is another series and a special podcast series that relates to our summit on June 2nd, Caregiving and the Workplace. So on a regular basis, those panelists and presenters who are involved in our June 2nd event will be joining me on a podcast to share their story. Our Caregiving and the Workplace Summit takes a closer look at how the workplace impacts a caregiving situation, and vice versa. So I'd love for you to join us June 2nd, either virtually or in person. The summit happens in Chicago. It begins at 9. The formal program ends at 1. And then if you'd like, stay for lunch and working groups. The virtual broadcast is from 9 to 1. And you can register to attend both on caregiving.com. Just look on the events line that appears on every page, click on caregiving in the workplace and register to join us either virtually or in person. There is an early bird rate and that expires April 24th. So if you register before April 24th, you can enjoy a bit of cost savings on either registration. So there is a cost to register to watch virtually. It's $25 for the early bird. There is a cost to join us in person. If you want to stay for lunch and the working groups, you pay a little bit extra because you're getting some lunch. Yay, lunch out. I'm really excited about this summit. I think it's going to be very compelling. Again, you can find more information about the summit by going to caregiving.com and looking on the events line. So one of our panelists who's going to be sharing her story during the conference, during the summit, is Diane Glittenberg. So let me tell you a little bit about Diane. She has more than 10 years of experience with caregiving. She took care of her father and now currently takes care of her mother, who has Lewy body dementia. After losing her position as a manager for a jewelry store, she decided to take a different direction for her career. She now works for Comfort Keepers. She's a certified dementia practitioner and, most recently, a certified caregiving consultant. She studied vocal music at the University of Illinois, which is also my alma mater, yay, and continues to sing in her church choir and at other events. She wants to use her experience as a musician and as a working family caregiver to help others who are in a caregiving situation. She hopes to bring a little comfort to them and their carees through music by creating personalized music playlists. Good morning, Diane. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So we're going to really talk about your story during the summit on June 2nd. And you're part of a panel discussion about what it's like to be a working family caregiver. Yes. What year would you say that you really started walking the walk of a working family caregiver? I would say, well, my father died about seven years ago, so I was, but I had mom's help during that time. So I would have to say um, more more about seven years ago, it, it became a lot more difficult to do. I had just recently lost my house in a flood, 
we had to move in with my sister, so I was commuting from a different area to work and trying to manage mom at my sister's house and then, you know, deal with all of her situations there with the kids and everything until we moved back home three years later. So it was, it's difficult because I was working an hour away from home and, um, Mom didn't need full-time care at that time, but I had <clears throat> some people to come in and and stuff. But it was doing a lot of back and forth on the telephone while I was working, so it was it was hard. So one of the purposes of the summit is to provide perspectives of different caregiving situations and dif- different workplace situations. So you're in essence representing what it's like to work in a retail environment and manage a caregiving experience. And there are certain workplaces that are really hard to find that flexibility, and retail is one of them. So you were managing a jewelry store, which meant long hours, but also long hours where you have to be physically present in the store. What was that like for you? It was very stressful. Um, there were several times while I was at work, and it, it, some of those are 12-hour days, and especially during Christmas time, they expect you, you <clears throat> as a manager, they expect you to put in anywhere from 60 to 70-hour work weeks at least through the month of December. And leaving mom home alone most of that time, it was very stressful. I had... Like I said, I had a a lady that came in and gave her a bath twice a week, and I get a phone call that my mother had fallen in the hallway coming out of the bathroom. I don't know when she fell. I don't know how long she was on the floor before the caregiver got there. And then that put an extra stress on me every time I left for work in the morning. Is she going to fall someplace? Is she going to hit her head on the counter? Is she going to, what am I going to find when I get back home? So it's a constant in the back of your mind, what's going on at home? Yeah, it's a terrible worry. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because you're not just worrying about, did I leave my curling iron on, which is what I used to worry about when I was 22, you know, 30 years ago. Right. I mean, you're worrying about if someone's dying at home and you don't know it. It's a terrible worry. It is, and there was another instance where she had fallen, And I did not have anybody coming in that day for a bath or anything. And she was on the floor in the kitchen for 12 hours. And it was just, when I got home, I had to call the fire department to get her up and, you know, all of that. But I couldn't, I didn't know it. I couldn't have done anything about it, being an hour away from home at work. And it just, every day when I left, I just... Hey, please keep her safe while I'm gone. So, yeah. very stressful. So, what came to head for you? What made working in the, in the jewelry store just impossible? I had well, a couple of things. I did do a lot of back and forth on the phone uh with the emergency room because somebody would call um when I had AIDS here a little bit more, 
you know, that mom wasn't doing well and they would take her to the emergency room. At this point, mom couldn't really say what was wrong, so I'm trying to work, deal with my customers at work, and talk on the phone with the emergency room to give them the information that they needed. The other thing that happened is that one morning when I was on my way to work, uh, fortunately I wasn't the opening person, so it wasn't dramatic that I had to be there exactly on time, although you like to be on time for work. But uh, mom had an accident and she couldn't make it to the bathroom in time. And she had gotten, I mean, it was a mess. It was all over the bathroom, all over the floor, all over her, everything. I had to stay home long enough to get her cleaned up, you know, get her in the shower, get her washed up, clean up the bathroom, clean up all of the area before I went to work. Now, of course, I called in and told them what had happened, but I had gotten written up for being late, even though the circumstances were that I couldn't leave mom in the bathroom in that condition before I left for work. So I I felt that that was unfair. And someone had told me that there was a Family Caregiving Leave Act that I could sign up for. And I was a little hesitant about doing that. Um, But I finally decided I had to because if something had happened to mom, like these calls to the emergency room or if she had fallen or whatever, I needed to, to be able to leave. Plus, with my caregiving situation, um, mom's on Medicaid, and they only approved 50 hours a week coverage. That's all they would pay for. And working 60, 70 hours a week meant that mom would not have any coverage, and I, I couldn't have that because she was, at that point, had to have somebody with her so I went ahead and filed for the Family Caregiver Leave Act and I got the papers two days later two days before the Family Caregiver Leave Act was supposed to take effect which would have allowed me to leave when I needed to and only work so many hours they let me go so that they wouldn't have to and I know they let me go on other reasons But it just seemed very ironic that two days before this was supposed to take effect, they decided to let me go. So I just want to clarify. So it's the Family Medical Leave Act, and it allows you to take unpaid time off up to 12 weeks per year. And when you come back from your unpaid time, your job is supposed to be there. So I just want to explain to our listeners. Okay. So, oh, my heavens. Okay. So With the caregiving part of it, you could specify number of hours that you can work per day. And if, like, if mom had ended up in the emergency room, I could leave and not have to give any notice to anybody. I can just call my boss and say, I'm leaving, and they couldn't do anything to make me stay at that point. That's what this part of this act is for, on the caregiving part of it. So you find a solution. You think this is going to give me flexibility. It's going to keep me employed, but it's going to allow me to be available. Absolutely necessary. Right. You must have felt relieved that you found the solution only to 
Yeah, and then you think, oh, my gosh, now I'm getting fired because I'm using a solution. Right. So it was it was very um, – then your next worry comes in, what am I going to do? Yeah. Where can I go if they're not going to do this? What right. kind of a job can I get? How can I support her? How can I support myself? So it was it was a struggle, and of course, every time I went to apply and I put down what my availability was, I actually went on an interview at a place, and which I thought was extremely inappropriate. When do you plan to put your mother in a home? Oh so my gosh! And I someone thought, asked you, you know during what? that, and someone asked you that during yes. the interview. Yes. Wow. And I thought that's so inappropriate that why would you even ask that? Wow. You know, it, it, it really, I don't so, know, it just, it just made me feel horrible. Of course, of course. So I just want to step back for a minute. So you get laid off, but you need to find a job. So you get back out there and you think, okay, I've got to support myself. I've got to support my mom. Stiff upper lip. Let's get out there, figure out something else. So you disclose during an interview, honestly, your caregiving situation. Yes. And because you've disclosed honestly what your situation is, you actually are exposed to the insensitivity of someone not understanding what the situation is like for you. Yes. And what I thought was ironic is that the um, owner of the company, because it was a small company, the owner of the company has a wife with a disability. So I thought sharing, we would find some kind of a connection there. You know, the fact that he needed somebody to take care of his wife and I needed to be able to take care of mom. I thought that this was a going to be a good fit. But, you know, you, you want to turn around and say, well, so when are you going to put your wife in a home? You know, yeah, like, of course. How can you not yeah. understand that when you're kind of in the same situation? Yeah. Yeah, that that's mind-boggling. That's mind-boggling. And was it the owner that asked you that question? Yes. Oh, and wow. And that's why I thought it was really very ironic that he would even go there with his and what, situation. What industry was that? What type? You don't have it to was, tell us the, the company name. But it was also in, a jewelry industry, uh, but okay. it was a private company. It was okay. a private company. It wasn't a, a major corporation, and I thought going to something a little smaller would um, be a little bit better, that I would have a little bit more flexibility. I wasn't looking for management. I was just looking for sales. Um, you know, I thought, well, this is a smaller company. You know, I know his wife has a disability. They might be a little bit more understanding. And it just did not, it backfired. So I guess the good part of that is you learned during the interview process that that was not the company to work for. Yes. And it was a, it was a good choice because then I applied over at um, Comfort Keepers. And I thought, you know, I take care of mom at home. I can, I can take care of other people, you know. And with them taking care of what their job is, is to be a caregiver, to take care of somebody else's mother, father, whatever, they have been uh, extremely understanding, 
and they put down, you know, what is it that you can work? And they work around it, and that, that helps. So just to explain, Comfort Keepers is a, 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 a home care company that provides companion sitters and other types of individuals who, yeah, who can go into right. the home and provide care for your caree. So right. I, I love that you didn't worry about whether or not you could do it because you already were doing it. So it's a perfect fit. I just want to mention as an aside that I've added a jobs tab on the very top of every page on caregiving.com, which helps you if you feel like I need a job, I need flexibility. There, the jobs that are listed are actually jobs in organizations like Comfort Keepers. And what I wanted to do when I added that was at least help you figure out, okay, I, I, I can't work full-time. I'm struggling to find part-time. What can I do? To make you realize that you have these incredible skills because of your personal caregiving experience. And even if you feel like, oh, I'm not sure if this is the right fit, it's about bringing in some money, which really does make a difference when you can feel like, okay, I am bringing in some money. It can be very helpful. And because there's a shortage of professional caregivers, there's a huge shortage. You can really name your schedule. So if you can only work on Saturday mornings because your spouse is home with your carry on Saturday mornings, you'll find work on Saturday mornings working in home care. So I just wanted to kind of give a plug for that. If you're thinking about, I need to find something to bring some money in, click on the jobs tab and then see what's there for you. And it's really what you did, Diane. And if I can add something to that, my concern with doing this was I already take care of mom at home. Yes. This is just going to be as stressful. It's yes. totally different. It's <laughs> totally different. And actually, yes. uh, this was the best thing I'd ever done because it taught me how to better take care of mom. It taught me about the different diseases, what they do, what their reactions are, and it it actually made my caregiving experience at home a lot better. So it helped me in more than one way. So I think it is interesting because that was my thought too. And I, I'll, I, I think we do worry about, oh, my gosh, am I – taking on too much caregiving if I'm going out and working as a paid caregiver. And the difference, and you can expand upon this, Diane, is that there's not the emotional toll when you are a professional caregiver. It's the emotional toll during a personal caregiving experience that I think presents the greatest challenges. What do you think, Diane? I agree. Um, I have... For the most part, I take care of one lady during the week and uh, while her daughter works. And I have learned so much stuff. She's into genealogy. So she started, she goes, do you know your background? So we started working on genealogy together. I've connected with a lady that I used to take sign language. I'm not very good at it anymore. But I was able to take care of a lady that actually met Helen Keller. I mean, these are enlightening experiences. Wow. I have a gentleman that I take care of once a month, and the office jokes with me that your boyfriend is excited to have you come. It's just something to brighten their day, and it brightens my day. I learn something new every time I go to see these people. And it's just, especially 
with mom now not being able to speak anymore, I have conversations with these ladies and gentlemen that I learned so much. And I just think that, you know, our, our senior citizens have a lot to offer. Whether they can't get out of the house or not, they still have a lot of lot to offer. And they, I enjoy it. It's one of the most rewarding jobs I've ever had. And it's just so different from taking care of mom, but in essence, it's kind of the same. Yeah, but right, it's yes. Just, it, it, it's not the stress that you have at home when you're taking yes. care of them. Yes. And it's just a, a very happy, most of the time it's a very happy time. I had yes. one lady that I, I started out with that, you know, I knew when I left that day, that I would not be back. She was on her last days, and I sat with her. I read to her. You know, I told her that it was okay. It was time, and she passed peacefully, and it was it was emotional. But I, was, I knew I, I felt good about it because I could help her transition into that next, to the next stage. And yeah. the family, the daughter sent me a thank you note, um, really appreciated me. She says, I know you weren't here very long, but you made a huge difference in my life as well as my mom's. And that's what it's all about. So did you ever receive a letter like that when you worked in the jewelry store? No. Yeah. No. So the it twist was, and st- okay, last time, you know, last month you did this, this month we want you to do more. Oh, it was never, you never right, got the yes. appreciation. Yeah. And the whole, the whole story, I guess, that goes around is you're only as good as your last sale. Yes. And you're always pushing to do more, and I'm, I'm all for doing more. But there was never that recognition that never, you did a great job. Keep it up. You know, thank you. You never got that. So when you think about your career today, what is it that inspires and motivates you most about it? I think it's just seeing the people's faces when I get there. Um. They're so happy to have somebody that respects them, that doesn't treat them like a second-class citizen, that engages them in a conversation, doesn't tell them, you have to do this, you have to do that. You know, what do you want to do today? Do you want to work on a puzzle? Do you want to watch TV? Do you want to go sit outside? Let me, you know, what can I help you with? And that is what I get out of this. And it's just, they're so happy to have somebody that cares that wants to come in and sit with them. So I think that's the the best part of it. Yeah, you can really see the purpose and the meaning and the impact. Yes. And, I had one, and, I have one gentleman, my boyfriend, he's had a couple of different <laughs> caregivers that have come in. Yeah. And he's, He's had a couple of different boy, uh, 
caregivers come in and he goes, you know, they just sit there and watch TV and they don't talk to me. Well, they're not there to talk to watch TV. You know, you're, I go in, talk to him. How's it going? He wants to talk about his wife that has passed. I sit there and listen to him. And, you know, he they really just want somebody to listen to him and to understand him and, and say, hey, I'm here for you. And that just... Yeah. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful feeling. So your career has taken twists and turns. It has. And what happened is that you went with the twists and turns. Even when those twists and turns were really difficult. So for our listeners who are also in the midst of the twists and turns... What suggestions can you offer to them to help them keep going? It's when you keep going that you find the better twist. It's just that it's hard to keep going. So what suggestions it, can you offer? It's very hard to keep going. It's you get down, you think you're not worth anything, but you know what I came to realize is my gifts and my talents, what I have learned through the years I can definitely share with somebody else. And that's what has kept me going. I love to help people. And just get out there, keep trying, keep looking. You'll find the right fit. And when you find it, you will know it. And you'll know it pretty quickly. And just don't get discouraged by it because the right job is out there for everybody. And to be able to share what you have to offer is going to be the most rewarding thing you've ever done. And I think during a caregiving situation, the challenges are somewhat or can feel insurmountable. You can feel like there is no career out there for me that allows me the flexibility with my caregiving responsibilities. And there is, it's just going through that frustration of finding the right fit. So don't give up. Keep working at it. And, Diane, you did something, too, that's really interesting. You pieced together part-time jobs. So you work for Comfort Keepers, and you have another part-time job. Actually, I work, believe it or not, for a jewelry store. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I think that's that's ironic. But But the reason reason I did is my my girlfriend was the manager of the store. And she needed some Christmas help. And I said, you know, I really don't want to get back into this. I know that what I went through before, you know, I have to take care of mom, da, 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 da. She goes, this company's different, Diane. It doesn't, it's not like that. And so far, they have been very, very understanding. I had an instance uh, just a couple of months ago where I had a caregiver that was here in the morning. And then they were switching shifts, and somebody was supposed to come in at 1 o'clock, and that girl didn't show up. Well, I didn't have my phone with me because I don't keep my phone on all the time. And I went to lunch and found out that morning girl had to stay over, and they didn't have anybody for the evening. And I just was like, oh, my God, I have to go. Mom is like, well, she wasn't home alone, but... You know, they they don't have anybody for the night. And I was like, I went to my boss and I said, 
I have to go. There's nobody with mom. And she's like, oh, go, absolutely go. Go take care of your mom. Go do it. So they are a lot different, and they understand when I have an issue at home that I have to take care of mom first, and I'm going to be about a half hour late because, you know, mom is doing this today or mom had this happen or something. And they're like, just be safe. Get here when you can. And so I like you know, I like that, but I only I only work like twenty hours a week with them. So, but it's they're totally different than the other companies that I've worked for. And I would imagine those twenty hours that you work work for them, you are committed to doing your best work for them. Absolutely. Because you're giving back because they're giving to you. Yes, and actually when. Um, uh, HR had come out to do some training and stuff, and I, you know, and they were talking to everybody, and I told them what had happened that one time, and they're like, "Oh my God, you keep your phone on you. You have to be able to be in touch with whoever, what's going on with your mom." She goes, "Keep your phone in your pocket. You can put it on vibrate or whatever, but you have to be able to be in touch with what's going on with your mom." Wow. At home. So. Wow. And I was just like, "Wow, somebody that actually cares whether yeah. or not." Something's going on with my mom at home. Yeah. And it's nice. Yeah, you know, um, we've just got a few seconds left, but I always think the most important work we do in our life happens outside of our cubes, our office cubes. And I love it when the workplace acknowledges and recognizes that. Yeah. And you you don't find it a lot. But when you do, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Diane, this was great. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. And I just want to remind everyone that Diane will continue to share her story on June 2nd when we gather in Chicago for the Caregiving and the Workplace Summit. You can find more information about the summit on caregiving.com. Just look on the events line on any page. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm Denise Brown. Be sure to stop by caregiving.com. Let us know how you're doing because we always love to know. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.